0: Recorded live. Scuba Obsessed is a weekly podcast. We talk about all things scuba diving from cool new gear, places to dive, and scuba news. Scuba Obsessed episode 118 is recorded live June 7th, 2012. back to scuba obsessed i'm darren jilson and here's a few of the articles we're going to have this week we have uh scuba thief found spearfishing band proposed some platypus encounters and we also have an expansion of an underwater museum but before we get into that i'd like to introduce my co-host for this week first up we have our dive mentor mac how are you doing today mac
1: doing very well thank you
0: Glad to be here. and we also have jim schultz how are you doing today jim just great. Excellent. So, boy, it feels like forever since we were last together. Two weeks between shows is way too long. Hopefully uh, that doesn't become a habit. Work was a little brutal uh, last week, a big project going live. And I almost thought I was going to be able to get out of it. But by about noon, it was pretty evident that things weren't going well enough for me to get home before midnight. So, You
2: do realize that work is a four-letter word
0: that gets in the way of diving. It does. Diving's also, is diving a four-letter word? Dive is a four-letter word. But, yeah, it, it gets, you know, a, a bad day of diving that you survive from is uh, much better than a good day at work.
1: I wholeheartedly agree.
0: So we've all, looks like we've got quite a bit of diving in the last couple of weeks. So let's get the news out of the way so we can talk about the fun stuff. First up in the news is we have a Cape Coral man was arrested for the uh, theft of a dive store's computer. And we mean a dive computer, not the computer running the dive store. And this is a follow-up to an article that we did on the show a couple weeks ago. At least I think it's the same one. A deputy was arrested a man that they say stole a $700 computer from the South Fort Myers Scuba Store. John Joseph Coran, 37, of Cape Coral, has been charged with one count of grand theft. Lee County Sheriff's Office issued a report Wednesday detailing the May 10 theft from Scuba Advice Dive Center. Coran allegedly walked away from the store with a Sunto Cobra dive computer hidden in his pants. The woman with Curran at the time was initially believed to have acted as an accomplice, but deputies now say Curran acted alone. She, uh, What's that, Jim?
2: Put it, I was just wondering if she put the computer in his pants, but probably not if he acted alone.
0: Yeah, they, 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 they kind of cleared her of that. Uh, detective working the case prepared a photo lineup, and the victim was positively identified by, uh, uh, both of the subjects, Coran uh, was located and arrested on May 31st and transported to Lee County Jail.
1: You know, I, I think they got the. I think they got it all wrong. That Really, was not his intent. You know. Okay. Well, you know, a lot of guys for this mail enhancement sometimes use a sock. Perhaps he was just putting that computer in his pocket to something.
0: Ah. He, he just needed that. the a mistaken
1: idea, he, what they're talking about it. Really, wasn't a crime per se. His,
0: his, so oh, he, he wasn't.
2: <laughs> he wasn't working with the what he was trying to impress the woman.
0: So he, he was trying to impress her. Yeah, that sounds That's logical. He put the computer that,
2: in his pocket. Yeah. He didn't have a banana, right. so he would put the computer in his pocket.
1: Yes. So I think he's just misunderstood, and he forgot he put it in his pant pocket.
0: Oh, that that there's, explains there's, it all. There's so many jokes. I mean,
1: there. it's a possibility. Possibility. Yeah.
0: Okay, next one up is uh, West Hawaii Scuba Spearfishing has proposed a ban. Is West Hawaii an actual location, destination? West Hawaii Scuba Spearfishing, as this article comes up.
1: Is it coming up for
0: you? It's taking its time. It's got to draw each pixel one at a time. Of course, it's got to make sure it gets the ads and well, okay, I can
1: paraphrase it for you, Phil. <laughs>
0: it just came up here. This is from Hilo. Hilo, Hilo, the State Department of Land and Natural Resources is proposing banning scuba fish, spearfishing in West Hawaii. The state also proposes placing additional regulations on collecting aquarium fish. The efforts are meant to help sustain the area's reef fish population. The Hawaii Tribune Herald reports that rules would only apply to near 150 miles of shoreline of South Point to Upulu Point of North Kohailo, Kahala, Public hearing will be held this summer with discussion possible by the fall. The rules would make it illegal to possess a, would be in possession of scuba gear, speared fish, and spears all at the same time. Spearing from the shore or by free diving would not be affected. Uh, what they're saying is that Hawaiian Islands are one of the few places left in the Pacific Ocean where scuba fear, spear fishing is allowed.
1: Are they scuba spearfishing that much that they're worried about the population of the fish?
0: Well, to me, it seems like there could be a, other options taken other than an I mean, I'd love band. to know
1: how many people are spearfishing.
0: Well, exactly. And then, what are they spear fishing? You, it seems like you could put.
1: I mean, can they be doing any more fish than fishermen? No, I, I don't.
0: Think, I don't think they're taking all that much more. Uh, I mean, our, unless the spear fishermen are doing it for commercial endeavors.
1: Well, they have to be fishing a lot, you would think.
0: Well, my thought with uh, with spear fishing is if you just make restrictions, say you can't take these species. You know, like regular fishing, you got certain you know, limits or requirements. And uh, it seems like you'd be more selective with spear fishing than you would with regular fishing. Regular fishing you just have a hookover and what you catch is what you catch and yeah. you can always throw it back, but spear fishing you can actually select. So Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you know, you're
2: I hope in, I hope they impose I was gonna say I hope they impose at least a you know a minimum or a maximum of a one diver limit.
0: You can only spear one diver?
2: Uh, yeah, no more than
0: one diver. Okay. Well, one diver should be able to feed a family of four for at least a week or so.
1: But don't you have a? You have to be accountable, don't you?
0: Oh, well, yeah, I guess so. Only um, to eat them. Yeah. Well, or at least the person who who caught it, the rest of them might not know what it is once you turn right. it around. It's
1: right. taste, I hear.
0: <laughs>
2: we could always do a, a spear and release program. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: But okay. if, the, if the law is worded the way you read it it's going to be easy to get around as long as you have a partner. So yeah, look, one, diver has, one diver has the gear. Well, both, both divers have gear. One diver has speared fish. The other diver has spears and the spear gun. Neither one of you want to be, have all three to get convicted.
1: Just make sure the, the scuba diver has a camera because
0: he's the photographer. Right. Okay, good idea. Uh-huh. Well, you know. so if, if you're in that area and you're interested in it, make sure when they do those public hearings you get your voice heard. You know I, I don't like anything to discourage us from scuba diving, but you know I've yet to go spearfishing, so I don't know how that goes. but you know I don't like I don't believe that the scuba divers on their own are depleting that many.
1: like to see the stats.
0: China has a man submersible, jilong uh, uh, which I'm guessing is a named submersible held diving practice in the article workers are moving the manned submersible into the Jingang East China's Jingsu Province. This is a photo from June 1st. What's that? I was just going to say, God bless you for sneezing. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Uh, and what they're doing is they're practicing for its challenge of a 7,000-meter dive to the Marinara Trench slated for June 3rd. So I haven't seen anything on it that they've actually completed the dive. So I'm going to guess it either it either didn't work or the uh, weather went bad.
1: Well, if it didn't work, you'd have heard about that.
0: Uh you don't know. This is China making the dive is not the problem it's just
2: coming back up
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's true now, now i notice that they're they're all wearing the same blue very contrasty in the in the photos but uh so I, they must just be trying to get in the act they don't they don't like uh you know the branson and the uh cameron getting all the limelight they looked like they wanted some it's just interesting how within a year all these different crews are all trying to hit these uh, deepest depths, pretty much the same time. And I don't think it's technical advancement that's making this possible. It's it's almost like everybody trying to show off.
1: I think part of it's being driven by the money they can make based on the discoveries that they can get.
0: Oh, they're they're telling me it's uh it's not marinara Mariana. Uh, yeah,
1: Mariana Trench.
0: Mariana, Marinera. That sounds better to me. Mariana, marinara That's what I had for dinner was spaghetti actually.
1: Gonna make me hungry if you start talking food. I mean, you started out by having fish and divers. Now you're talking <laughs> sauces.
0: Well, like, you need something to to base the diver in.
1: I did look that up. Like we were talking earlier, the Challenger Deep is what the deepest known point in the Earth's sea floor is called, and it's 35,755 or 35,814 foot depending if you're doing a direct measurement from submersibles or sonar, that's pretty freaking deep, and that's the deepest place we've seen in the oceans. That's in the Pacific Ocean, and that's off of Guam, and it's located in the Ocean Territory of the Federated States of Micronesia. Yeah,
0: But, you know, kind of of back on the article, you know, we're looking at this as uh, it's a race for uh, prestige, but is it possible that uh, it's more of a race for minerals?
1: Well, they were saying biological. they're doing biological surveys, and the other was minerals or um what was your word for
0: mining Geological, geological. And They were
1: looking at the information on the Teutonic plate for earth earthquake tsunamis underwater type to give them a better handle on that. And I think the Ch- the Chinese there wanted to go look at what they call the ring of fire in that area, and they were wanting to look at the Teutonic plate structure. and again, find out what kind of microbiology still lives down there and functions, and, again, looking at new discoveries and how can they utilize that to improve their standing in the world.
0: That's true. It kind of makes sense. You don't want to leave that out.
1: Well, I didn't realize there's only like five countries that even have submersibles like that, and they are now one of those.
0: So uh, let's guess. We've got the U.S., China. Uh, I guess you can call the U.K. one with France. 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 Because actually
1: the trust uh, belonged to them. We bought it from them and refurbished it. Oh, okay.
0: And then uh, probably Russia. Do they have one?
1: Well, I had the four written, and I was looking to see which ones they were, and I don't have it.
0: Okay. But it's
1: basically the big guys.
0: Yeah. The next uh, article we have is an encounter with platypuses. This one is out of the Daily Mercury in Australia. And uh, it's pretty much a press release talking about where you can go, but I just thought it was interesting what they were they had to say is, uh, let me see if I can pick out the, the meat of this, Rainforest Scuba, uh, which has just recently been operating out of the Pioneer Valley for eight months, uh, what they did is they observed that there was a market for social scuba diving in prime locations. Um, divers they saw were mostly on holiday, certified but amateur, and had never had a freshwater dive before. So um, they're saying that in this particular dive excursion, you don't actually even have to be certified to go. You just have to, the only requirement is that you're over 12 years of age. Reinforced scuba dive sports. Uh, dive spots are the Angela Dam and the ocean at Mackey's Harbor Beach, Oliver's Pool near Finch Hatton, is, and that's where they're uh, finding platypus. They said it's down at the bottom of Finch Hatton Gorge and out of the National Park, and there's a nice little beach there. No one else has platypuses besides Australia, and nowhere else in the world seems to have clear enough water where you can dive and to see them. Divers can choose between morning and afternoon dives, but only certified divers can uh, be in the water at dusk or dawn. The platypuses won't live in water any deeper than five meters, and they can burrow up to five kilometers inland.
1: Uh, What does that mean? Does that mean underwater they can go that far?
0: I don't know if they mean burrow or they just mean they might go upstream, burrow up to five kilometers. Yeah, that would seem crazy, wouldn't it, that they – well, see, they're kind of like a – I mean, they're marsupial.
1: I was just reading up a little item on that. One, I didn't realize they are so buoyant. They must continually swim, otherwise they float back up. And they talked about the hind feet for not only for or webbing, they're for steering and braking, not propulsion. And they can swim underwater for two minutes but may rest underneath a submerged object for up to 10 minutes.
0: What I didn't realize is they said the male has a little venomous spur on his claw. Oh,
1: I knew that.
0: So so they're they're poisonous or at least venomous.
1: Yeah, I don't think I want to play with them.
0: Huh. This is not all divers get to see a platypus. There's about a 50% chance out of my groups at least half have seen them. It's teeming with wildlife down there. We have schools of fish come and swim around us. You've got baby and adult turtles, eels, catfish, eel-tailed catfish, sooty, grunter, and two types of perch.
1: I didn't realize they had three layers of fur.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I, I knew that they sweated like milk or something, don't they? They excrete like uh, milk.
1: I was just looking at the item that talked about it. It uh, has three layers of fur, an inside layer, the trapped air, keeps the animal warm, The middle layer, which acts like a wetsuit, And an outer layer is to feel if it is close to objects. And they're known to live for up to 12 years in the wild. And their dense fur gives them excellent insulation for an animal that spends up to 12 hours each day in water. It's called a zero-degree Celsius.
2: Huh. Zach, how do you do it? You spend 12
0: hours a day in water?
1: That's what my wife's been talking about lately. I (laughs) had to take the day off.
0: Was that uh, to stop from pruning?
1: Uh, so you see me. <laughs> hey, it gets me up in the morning.
0: hey, it's as it's a good a reason as any
1: absolutely.
0: and another reason to to go diving, uh, Cancun, which is uh, if you remember, they have that underwater museum with all the statues, uh, they're talking about expanding it this year. they're They're going to uh, they have they currently have four hundred sculptures by artist Jason D. Cairns Taylor, who's built a similar underwater museum off the coast of Grenada. Another 60 pieces are scheduled to be added this July, including the world's first kinetic underwater sculpture, which incorporates living fan coral. Now, I'm assuming when they say kinetic, they mean that it's somehow going to be able to move.
1: Or live. I was looking at the one picture of the, the girl who's down there looking at one of the figurines. Yeah. And they have, like, flower pots, and I assume that's what they're talking, that the coral they've got on that is kinetic.
0: Uh, well, well, the other ones, if you look at some of the other statues, they've actually, some they've seeded coral right into them, and others, the coral's just uh, gone on its own.
1: That, that one with the head sticking out is a little bit creepy.
0: Yeah, the one where it's just the head and the fish yeah, is coming but up to I,
1: it? I don't know if I'd like to find that down there. I didn't know they were down there.
0: Yeah, yeah but those are some uh, amazing pictures. But, you know, it, what this makes me think is, and I and I almost want to call BS on, on this one, but if it's not, then it's an amazing thing. Officials estimate that as many as 750,000 people visit the underwater museum every year. So that means that 2,000 people a day are visiting that section of the bottom.
1: See, I can't
0: believe that. No, I, I'm just thinking 2,000 people a day. I mean, even with okay so 2000 people a day and let's say you could get let's say you you reasonably could have three or four shifts so you could divide that so let's say it's 2000 so that's 500 a shift so 500 and say you get 30 people in a dive boat i mean that's just re- that would that would be like 15 to 20 dive boats constantly out there all day to get that volume of people. Yeah. And, and the chat room's pointing out snorkelers as well. Well, yeah, but even even so, they, uh, they're, they've got to be far enough out there. So 2,000 just seems huge. Unless they're doing like, uh, I have been to some of the resorts, like uh, the Shelha, uh, where they've got a bay and it's all roped in, and then they've just got tons where you just walk out. You know, maybe that's possible. Yeah, I don't know where this is. I probably need to pull it up on a map. Now that just that just sounds like an awful lot of people,
1: yeah, it does
0: now now Jim as uh president of the preserve, wouldn't this be something good for the preserve if we could bring in you know a uh, uh, uh three quarters of a million people a year into the uh southwest preserve?n't would you think would there be some support for that?
2: Probably not, because the infrastructure wouldn't support it, even though the financial implications would be fantastic. The state would probably say no, because they might damage the fragile environment of our wrecks.
0: Oh. What do you think of that? (laughs) I, I I would not be surprised if somebody would say that,
2: but... Yeah, I expect that's what we would hear from the state, you know. It, but what I was thinking is we could take a lot of that junk along the lakeshore in St. Joe that they call art, yeah, and just dump it in the lake and use it for fish habitats and make it an underwater art
0: walk. Well, yeah, maybe that's something that we need to do. Is uh, you know how the St. Joe does the the sculptures on the the river? I mean, not yeah. river, on the on the road on, front, On the bluff. Yeah. Why, why couldn't we come up with every year? Have something that goes right along with that, and have the same thing underwater. And the difference is, we're we're not going to make people take theirs back at the end of the year. We're going to leave it there and just add to it. Yeah, leave it there as a fish habitat. I like that idea. Yeah, you know we could. It's
1: a, it's a living item. All the quagga mussels will form one. it. Yeah. will be continually living and building.
0: Yeah, giant, mm-hmm. giant, giant filter system, constantly changing. hmm Yeah, maybe we need to get get in front of somebody on that.
1: You're right on that, Jim.
0: Yeah, right, right after we sink our first wreck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that does it for the base part of the news. Now, this next one, uh, I'm calling it potentially cool scuba gear, but I think it'd be uh, scuba habitat or hideout. So since the uh, the preserve is going to be so rich, I think this could be like their, uh, their, their foreign recovery base.
1: I sent you a link real quick to spot. That's the one that's got the pictures of the inside of the submarine
0: base? Oh, it's got, there's pictures on the inside. Oh, yes. I don't know if I, if I want to see this. So that's in there in the chat room. If, you, if you're not in the chat room tonight, you're missing out. You got to see it right as we were talking about it. And uh, the article says, A no longer secret submarine base can be yours for a mere 17.3 million, and I'm assuming that's U.S. dollars was a secret submarine base that has been put on the market by the Royal Norwegian Navy. Like the rest of the world, the real estate devaluation hit the base hard. The cost for, for building it was just under a half a billion dollars, $494 million, And that was back in 1967. And today you can get it for a measly $17.3 million. Uh, it was built by NATO and shared with the Norwegian Navy, the U.S. forces over the years, and st- a sprawling later layer includes a dry dock, a tunnel system burrowed into a mountain, as well as 143,313 square feet of above-ground office space. Now, if the office space is above-ground, that really doesn't sound too hidden. No. I was hoping that when they said that office space, that would be in-ground. That would be cool. Well,
1: that's in there, too, if you look at those photos, even though it looks like more trailers on rafters and stuff.
0: Okay, so let's see. And now I'm going to go look at the photos.
2: But, but it's in Norway, so the water's probably chilly.
1: As it's long as not,
0: yeah, as long as it's not frozen, it can't. How bad can it be?
1: And it gives us a place for our submarine.
0: 30, well, yeah. it could be less than 32 degrees because it's salt water. Well, that's true.
1: Can't get any colder than when we dive.
0: Uh, the Mac, those photos are amazing. See, you could do a complete. Diving Academy. See, I think that a dive manufacturer, you know, like, I wouldn't Poseidon? Well, this would this be a great Poseidon hangout? Because mm-hmm. you, you think about it, even the winter, you could br- they could bring people in. They could do try-and-dives. You could do complete certifications.
1: I mean, That's- you could do lap swims in that canal there. It's oh, like, my God. Yeah.
0: You, could, you could train people to drive a boat. I mean, look how huge those are.
1: You could water ski from one end to the other.
0: Yeah. There you go. Water yeah. skiing.
1: Well, you yes, have a winch, high-speed winch. Wouldn't you need a boat?
2: No, nope, hey. just a cable Electric. and yep, zip you right along. I tell you, you guys are full of great ideas today. Yep.
0: So, so there's that one. So we, so we had. We're going to do an underwater art exhibit, and then we're going to buy this as a yeah. See, all, all great things.
1: If we could get Branton involved in this, this could work out because he was trying to build one of those submersible car things. Yeah,
0: yeah. You you know, could, wait a
2: minute, wait a minute. This is a NATO base, right? Yeah. So the U.S. government owns part of it.
0: Well, We can yeah. get them to donate it. Donate it? Sure.
1: Donate it. Government donation. Government
0: surplus. There you go.
1: Well, it is $17.3 million.
2: <laughs> That's the cost of one airplane toilet
0: seat. Yes,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, this next one is a video. So we'll call this Take one. a long time to load. It did for is me that... earlier, but I thought it was my connection. I'm not actually. I'll let you guys Watch it if you got better connections than I do. Yeah, I, I couldn't get it to come up. So, uh, But uh, just an interesting video. The video isn't really uh, colorful. I mean, th- they did a decent job with the video, but it's showing spider crabs, tons of spider crabs. And probably spider, it's just, crabs. It, it has spider crabs? It's spider crabs. It's about two-minute-long video, and about uh, a minute and a half into it, they have an amazing spot where they're showing a uh, manta ray eating these giant crabs. Oh no! Yes. Now it wasn't it wasn't using scuba gear or uh, a spear gun, so it's probably perfectly legal for it.
1: Well, I'm looking at it now, and that's creepy as hell. Let me tell you.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I don't have I don't know how big the crabs are or the the manta ray, but he, he's looking like he's having a little bit of takes a little effort to chew up that crab.
1: Makes you wonder why you got to bail out with him too. How deep is that?
0: I did, the some of the shots didn't look that deep. I'm gonna guess thirty, forty feet, but it's it's yeah. hard to tell. Okay, he's
1: got a rebreather, doesn't he? Um, no, just high pressure tank.
0: Yeah, the one he, he does look like he has a counter lung there. Yeah, it just I've kind of he doesn't have the normal hose configuration I'm used to seeing. Okay,
1: here comes the uh, bat ray. There he goes. They're gonna attack him.
0: It looks a little bit like one uh, somebody with one tooth eating spaghetti. He's did deliberately
1: you... going right over those. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Lunch is served.
0: <laughs> yeah, You see how they're in a big
1: sort of line that's only so wide? Yeah. Like a bunch of ants just on a trail. I reckon he likes sushi, huh?
0: <laughs>
1: it can't be deep. Look at that.
0: No, I don't it's think it looks deep. that It doesn't look that deep.
1: It's freaking creepy, though. It looks like spiders. <laughs>
0: they're just kind of all moving around. Yeah. So that's our video of the week. Make sure you go out there and and, and check that out. We'll also have links in the show notes if you miss it. Hopefully, i get the show notes. I have no idea when I'll get this week's show notes out. I keep thinking I'm going to get them out sooner. I'm, I'm thinking about, uh, in the show notes, doing a little mini version the night of the show and then have a full version later on, but I don't know. The, the, I just might. I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to try it. out. see if that works.
2: Work on them tomorrow
0: on the way out to the wreck.
1: What's <laughs> this gladiator item?
0: Okay. Uh, a book. Uh, when we were in Florida, Jim Kleeman and myself, he picked up this book, Underwater Gladiator, And he uh, went and lent it to me. And the book is written by Mark Elliott out of the UK who uh, I believe currently has the, uh, the, at least civilian deep diving record if you believe the Wikipedia post. So uh, I'll post uh, a link to his website in the chat room and also to the Wikipedia article on him. But I've just started reading the book this week. I've had the book for a few weeks and I'm, I'm in it. I'm on the second chapter and, uh, yeah, you know, when you when you read you know, we consider ourselves scuba obsessed and I know a lot of people are even more obsessed than I am, Mac. And uh but uh this guy is pretty hardy. <laughs> he he's, he's
1: called three hundred and thirteen meters and a seven hour deco plus as extreme.
0: Yeah. Well he was doing in the mid nineties, he was doing four hundred feet on air regularly on the thing on a single tank. I
1: don't know how he's doing that.
0: Yeah, he's I would Probably say he, unconsciously. Well, I well, mean that when you when you he goes in the book several times. You can, you know, it's kind of I like these. I call them amateur written books because I mean it doesn't have the polish. I mean, if uh, spelling mistakes drive you nuts or you know kind of grammatical errors, then you might not want to read it. But it's it's entertaining and it's interesting. And uh, the beginning of the book, the first chapter, talks about his experience in how he got trained and just some of the horrible. I mean, I've had, I, I don't think I've had bad experiences, but I've had less than optimum. But this, this gentleman has had some rough time just to even get certified. With as bad as it was, it's amazing he kept on diving, but he just loved it so much to the point to where he became an instructor. And then he talks about the lifestyle of being an instructor and how during the tour season he would go and do Barbados. And then in the summer months, he'd come back up to the U.K. and do diving. And he's he not married. Uh, No, he is not married. Frequently long string of girlfriends. And he even talks about in the book that there'd be an, a triple X rated version. Well, he'll talk about those stories. Uh, But just the depth that he is diving, uh, that he was diving on air, like even though he was certified Trimix, he was too cheap. And he actually did not like that he didn't get narked on Trimix, which is why he didn't went so deep on air. Yeah. So, I mean, just just some, I mean, some, some scary stuff. And he even admits it, you know, it's like, you know, a lot of people who died did the exact same thing that he did. Uh, so it, it's going to be interesting. I'm only in the second chapter. So as in the next few weeks, I'll give everybody updates on it. Uh, I, I think it's worth a read. I, I'm enjoying it. Um, we, we picked up, uh, Jim Max, we picked up Jim, Jim Cleman picked it up. He bought it. And I just happened to be poaching his copy and reading it. But, uh, I'm finding so it that, interesting.
1: You're saying that was a vanity press, then.
0: A vanity press is that what that means?
1: Yeah, vanity press is if you're doing it yourself. I, I, I think, think so. that's known, but
0: yeah, I, I mean it, it's 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 typeset and paperback, but I, I'm pretty sure that uh, he 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 had to pay to have this published. Right. Uh, that's
1: vanity press.
0: Yeah. So, I sent
1: you a link on that.
0: Okay, let me take a look at that. Yeah, in, inspired training. Holy like that.
1: I like the hard, hard experience it's Stupidity there only inspired training will get you back.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I'm gonna have to save this one. This looks neat.
0: Yeah. So, so it won't take me long to read it, it, it. It's going pretty quick. But just the stories, you're just yeah. I keep every every time you read, you go, oh my gosh, I can't believe he's doing that and doing that, <laughs> and, and doing that. And you just see it. And and of course, he's telling the highlights. You know, yeah. He, he's three thousand dives in, and he's got you know basically four little story so you know most of it's but he he's addicted to going deep he loves the narcosis and he's talked about it. it's one of those things that we've actually talked about and remember if you're listeners you need to have proper training and don't try this at home and all that sort of stuff but uh, there's something to be said for the you know the narcosis getting used to how that feels and and understanding and operating and that's what he talks about in the book of how he how he's conditioned himself, and he thinks that he was in better shape to do that than than most other people.
1: There's an item in here talking about during a 2003 dive he had made. Uh, one who was, uh, I think he found the uh, Victoria. Yes, he did. At 150 meters. You know, that's 450 freaking feet.
0: Yeah, I think the Victoria is the one that speared in the ground, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, in the book he talked about that as the – it's like it created its own tombstone.
1: (laughs) Yep, that's that's the quote I believe it is. He was talking about – when you start talking about words like isobaric counter diffusion during decompression, doesn't sound like a happy time.
0: No, he had that happen to him twice. So he's had some serious complications. He has had bends many times. And, uh, uh, the, the chapter I'm on, he was on a wreck and, uh, it was supposed to be at slack tide and it was out there near that Victoria, uh, at, a, at another spot. And they were going down the line and the current was just horrendous. So they were going to scrap the dive, but he needed to go down and get the anchor unfouled from the wreck. He had promised the captain he would. And the waves must've been getting a little tough up top. And as he was moving around the anchor, the line and the chain Slapped up, got caught in the wreck, and then pinned him against the wreck. Oh, that sucks. So he had to completely get out of all his gear, get his uh, BC untangled and his regulator and tanks, and then get back up. And by that point, he's gone through most of his air. So he, it's like he was, and he was at depth. He he only planned on doing a little quick bottom and then coming up. And this is, I think, like two hundred and some feet. So then he's he's heading back up in the line and. You know, he runs out of air at his tank and he still has an hour of deco. So he started breathing off the air in his BC and that got him a little bit more time. And then he had a tank of oxygen that he was going to use. So then he switched, he got to a depth where that wouldn't kill him. So he went and started breathing on that. And then when he gets up to the surface, he notices that he, or he's not quite to the surface, he knows that he's sinking. And what had happened was the, uh, the boat thought that he had perished because the other divers had already come back up and the current was so strong, they were out looking for him. So they detached from the anchor line and tied it to a buoy and he was actually pulling the buoy down and the buoy was collapsing. So he had to ditch his weight belt. And then, uh, he bobbed to the surface for the men and the boat came back and couldn't believe he was there. They put him on oxygen and he actually didn't have, uh, didn't have decompression sickness, but just some excellent story. So it's a, it's worth a read.
1: His philosophy in this Inspired Training is quite interesting. You want to hear just a comment or two? Sure. It says, uh, the, ph- the philosophy of Inspired Training is that customers should finish driver training smack. competent and comfortable at the maximum depth allowed for the training course. The course instructor should be regularly diving 50% deeper than the diver levels. Currently, some tech agencies allow an instructor with two dives below 70 meters to take four students to 100. So it says any credible instructor trainee should be capable of diving to twice as deep as the diver levels they're teaching. So they will have the experience and practical experience to teach.
0: Yeah, the, the, the group that did his instructor training where he went to become a commercial diver slash instructor, they had never left, they had never dove anywhere else in the quarry they were in.
1: Well, I'm looking down here. He did a 21-minute dive at 170 meters in a copper mine. Yes. That's freaking scary.
0: In a lot of these, when you're reading them, he's doing them on single tanks.
1: I don't understand how you possibly do
0: that on <laughs> Well, you listen to him he's he 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 loves being narked. He also does meditative states where he gets very low respiration and and pulse, which I I understand that. That's how I feel when I'm diving. Excuse me there. Is that I I know that my respiration goes way down when I'm diving, but nowhere near what he's doing.
2: That's probably why he can do all this without getting narc so big, because he's not picking it up and, uh, you know, absorbing as much. I mean, you think about a a rebreather diver. They don't change the amount of nitrogen, you know, that they take with them and absorb. It's just... Yeah. how much they, you know, a more optimal mix.
0: Yes, exactly. But it
2: goes, you know, it sounds like a lot of his situations are, uh, go back to the very basics that my instructor taught me 20 plus years ago. And that was, if you have air, you have time. If you have time, you can figure out the situation and get out of it. And when all else fails, breathe off your BC because you'll pass out before you drown.
0: Yeah, that, that makes sense. Do you see, is his mantra in the book? Uh, the, the he said, you... Arnold,
1: Arnold Palmer, the golfer had an excellent phrase that should be every diver's mantra. The more I practice, the luckier I get.
0: Mm. <laughs> you know, that's, that's got to be true of so many different things. Yes. So worth a read. I wouldn't recommend diving like he does, <laughs> but interesting. Cause there's, there's a lot of what he, he, I mean, it's, there's plenty of nuggets of wisdom. And then, uh. Before we get out of this next section, I won't call this an advertisement, but maybe we'll call this a, uh, a public service announcement, and I'm pasting it in the chat room and I'll also paste it into Skype. Uh, Rich Sinewick on DiverSync is trying to qualify for a uh, Mission Small Business Grant. This is a uh, program uh, through Living, Social, and Chase, and what they're trying to do is they're given 12 individual grants of up to $250,000 for 12 small businesses. So, if you click on that link, you can actually vote for Rich. So, what you, you would do is you would go to the website www.missionsmallbusiness.com. Www.missions, and then you go down there and you got to log in. You know, they're going to want a little bit of information. Log in with Facebook makes it easy. And then you're going to look for Divers Incorporated, Ann Arbor and Michigan, and then you're going to vote for them. We need to get at least 250 votes for them to qualify. So uh, last I looked, he was about halfway there. So between the fans of our show, I'm sure he's pitched on his show, the websites. We should be able to get it. So I don't know how long this goes. It says uh, uh, submit your mission business application today program ends June 30th, 2012. It would be great to go way above 250. So just because you might hear this as a recording a couple weeks from now, if it's before June 30th, make sure you go over there and vote for him. And then while you're there, go around and vote for other businesses in your area, uh, if you're interested. There's also Jill, Jill Heinerth uh, out of Florida, also is uh, trying to qualify for one of the programs. So there's another one there if you if you follow Jill. So, uh, and then every time you go and visit the website, uh, I believe they click off another five dollars, uh, up to three million dollars, I believe, uh, for for funds. So, make sure you go ahead and do that. Okay, so that does it for Scuba the News, the Video of the Week, all that other great stuff in the chat room. Who are we voting for? Uh, Rich Sinewik of uh, Divers Inc. and Divers Incorporated, Rich's shop in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So it's Divers, D-I-V-E-R-S Incorporated, and you go to Ann Arbor and you go to Michigan. So that's who we'd like you to vote for. So diving, boy, We and again, appreciate everybody coming to the chat room. The chat room started off slow and it's picking up, but... It's like uh, with nice weather, people don't stay long. So we've had Rich and, and Lynch and Lisa and uh, uh, Jim Collins. Dave's in there now. Oh, they want Max Rec News. We'll get to that in just a moment. So, uh, yeah, but, but diving. And we've done a lot of diving in the last two weeks. Uh, I think what we have to do is we just going to have to pull up the Mud Club website, just as a reminder. That's uh, mudclub.scubaobsessed.com. I think we even scrolled off a page, Mac. On that, and I'd, like um, credit, I'd like to take credit. I like to take credit for, it, but uh, that only I think only one of those dives is mine. So let's see. What? Let's go. Let's start from the back first. We had some before Ironside. Let's go back to that, to that next page. So looks like goodness. Now we're going way back, Fire lanes. So I think that's where we last left you, Mac. Was. Uh, fire lanes, you've done fire lanes 2 and 3, fire lanes 3 and 4, fire lanes 8 and 9. Now, have you hit most of these spots before, or were you these some new dives for you?
1: Uh, I probably hit them before, but I'm going back through. We've got that program coming up
0: yeah. uh,
1: at the museum, and I just wanted to reacquaint myself with some of the areas uh, to see what it looks like today. Uh, so I've been trying to get a little bit wet.
0: Excellent. Yeah, because you got – so then you went and did fire lane 10, fire lane 15. So of the fire lanes, how many dives or hours underwater was it just those fire lanes dives?
1: Uh, well, I I got in, let's say, just Tuesday over one of the landings. And with two tanks, I I can't believe I got as much time as I did, but I almost got three hours out of two tanks.
0: Yeah, because I, I know that one time I dove with you at that uh, the pier where you brought Richard this last time. I mean, I, I I came up with a tank, and after after the halfway through the second tank, I was done. I think I think the the water was just absorbing into me. So I've also posted in the chat room a link to the treasure page, so you can see all the goodies that have come. Is there anything that sticks out of your mind, Mac?
1: Um, there's a couple crack things pipe. I didn't put in the
0: treasure page. <laughs> crack <laughs> pipe. Crack pipe. Where was the crack, crack
1: pipe? Oh, that's right. That was you asked about that, and that was a crack pipe.
0: Oh, I didn't know if it was a crack pipe. It just says was that a pipe?
1: Oh no, that's a crack. It's a really nice one. It really? Came with a, there's a miniature blowtorch <laughs> that came with it.
0: A blowtorch.
1: Yes. So it's, I it's a little acetylene tank. It looks like a freaking blowtorch. So it came I, with the kit. I found the kit together with it.
0: Well what I'm picturing, Mac, is somebody was sitting on the end there, got spooked and pitched it in. Was it 'cause I'm betting that was by oh. that pier, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was by by the Smithy's Landing. Yeah. I think my nicest item they didn't put in there, though, was a nice diamond ring.
0: A oh, diamond ring. But, kinda you keep finding props. and oh, That's a beautiful anchor. Is that a rubber-coated anchor? Oh, you mean the last one? Uh, just any of them. Yeah, from yesterday? That was a brand. It still had
1: the Pro Bath Shop sticker on it. Not a net. He must have thrown it in without the rope because there's not a burr. There's not even a wear mark. Well, With an anchor.
0: you know what that sounds like? It sounds like somebody bought their first boat, went and got a little bit of everything, and just hadn't figured out how you'd do it yet. <laughs>
1: well, that was a 25 pound anchor. That's that's very heavy. And also, you see in the bottom, that's a downrigger ball. What's he downriggering it. out there in, in Papa?
0: Yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Nice, nice heavy old Coca Cola bottle. Some golf balls. Is that a light bulb?
1: Yes, a weird one. What got me is, have you ever seen an anchor? If you go to the second one down, that anchor within an anchor?
0: An anchor within I've an never anchor.
1: seen one like that. Okay, That's
0: no. the outlet
1: bay one by Boy's Landing. Okay. If you double-click and get the, the highlight, take a look at that. I've never seen one like that.
0: Okay, I'm looking at it now. No, I don't think I've seen one like that. That is a heavy mother. It looks like one that I want to guarantee no matter which way I throw it, it is going to grip.
1: Well, that's a, that's a heavy sucker. That weighs as much as my freaking tank does.
0: Now, are those, those extensions on it, or those look like they've been added later on, or is that how it's manufactured?
1: I don't, that's what I was thinking. It looked like they added them on, but if they did, they did an excellent job because all the wells look identical all the way around
0: it. Yeah. Or maybe it's just because it looks like you got kind of a heavy center section, and then I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen anything like that. Boy, yeah, you, you did quite a haul. And then what's the... At the bill
1: at the bill hole down at the bottom, by the way,
0: any money? <clears throat> no. Okay. <laughs>
1: there was nothing in it, but mud.
0: Just mud. Well, and then I'm even looking, They got some stuff like the, uh, you know, kind of like the, like stuff that you would put on an engine. Well, I don't know what you call that, where it goes Oil. over. The pl- what's that called? Oil. Oh, engine oil, <laughs> no, he's talking about the earmuffs for the
1: motor that you, yeah. Put the water
0: oh, yeah. Well, I'm thinking, who, you, why is that in the water? It shouldn't have been on the boat, the motor when you go in. Somebody, well, left that it on went with the two when boats
1: were down in. there, too. I didn't
0: put anything oh. on them, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Those
1: dikes work nice. I came home, took those suckers, oiled them up. I got them in my outdoor toolkit now,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Who. Who has to buy anchors or tools when you can go scuba diving? Is that an axe head, too?
1: Yes, it is. That's an older axe head.
0: So I'm t- picturing that one was probably uh, ice fishing. Whoops. Gosh. Pawpaw Lake. It's just, that lake's been used so much, I'm always amazed. I think you single-handedly must have gotten everything out of there, but you keep finding more.
1: Uh, It's fun. That's all I can say.
0: Now, have you gotten I all just, the golf balls yet?
1: No, I have not found all the golf balls. You can see that. Hey, did you find one? <laughs> is
2: there one in this picture? I don't see it.
1: Oh, that's probably because it was in my BC. I forget to get the stuff out of my BC. There's a nice little – I'll show you later what it is. I might bring that to the dive meeting. It's uh, brass, and I don't know what was in it other than mud, but it's got an embossed dog in the front with a ribbon through his mouth, and it's got to be very old. It's pretty neat. I'm trying to clean that up. And some of the bottles that I've been finding have been really nice. Um, let's see. I think that picture may have it. It was on the right-hand side. Let me look and see real quick. But, oh, uh, yeah, the bottle on the right-hand side in that last one, if you look at the neck, that's a double neck on that. I've never seen that. It looks like a glob top, smoothed out, and then another lip put on top of that.
0: Yeah, remember, remember that one uh, site that Rich linked to where they had uh, the guys talking about all the bottles? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It seems like there was a while there where they were, there's like a, that's probably a specific time period where they were trying to, they're changing the how necks are doing or it was a pre-done neck that they were adding on.
1: Yeah. But I don't bring all the other stuff. I just thought of, I bring stuff up I think I'm going to keep anymore. Like medicines, you know me, I'll bring the medicines up and look at it. Yeah. And milk, I always bring the milks up, but it's been good to me out there.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, since we're mentioning this, remember the video that we showed a little bit earlier in the show, the one thing I noticed is all the tires. It's like all you divers pick up the trash while you're down there.
1: But the problem is I pick it up, I have to take it home because they're not putting trash cans out there now. In any of the public launches, there's no trash cans. I went there the other day to dive, and I hate it when people change their diapers on their kids oh. and don't take their crap home, no pun intended, with the, yeah. They just leave it out there. That's that's just not right.
0: You get a bag and keep it in your car and you throw it in a trash can. Yeah, that's. That, Absolutely. That, oh, God, I could tell you so many stories about that. Nothing like going to a retail parking lot and seeing diapers just lay in the middle of it. Oh, wow. Well.
1: Well, awesome. I have had a good early season for Hutchies. I will say that I have been very,
0: not, very fortunate. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you can you can go all season and not find one. I mean, I've yet to find one, and I consider myself I'm not hitting pawpaws regularly as you are. But I'm I'm in the course of a year, I'll get a good 15-20 dives and spots. But so uh, some some excellent treasure. And then uh, I saw you and Jim did some mowing the lawn. How'd that go?
1: Yes. I'll let Jay
0: talk
2: that. That was interesting. We we ran back and forth in a few spots and gave the boat a good test run and uh, spotted two or three canoes or sunken rowboats and one debris field that uh, we definitely need to get back to and do some exploring in. Uh, not quite sure what's there, but we had a lot of hard targets coming through the muck, so we need to uh, get down there. And sometime we get blown off through our big little take. That
0: now did that correspond at all with any rumors of locations we had had for other sites out there?
2: Uh, I'll let Mac talk to that, but I think yes.
0: <laughs> so that'll be that'll be interesting.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking it could be one of two things. It could be the uh, sunken house or
0: one of the steamboats. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Because that'd be nice to jump Dad. in, Mac.
1: Well, I have confirmed that that boat, there is one that is in uh, Outlet Bay. And some people think that one was the Margaret. Uh, I think they got the one in Sherwood Bay confused. I think the one in Sherwood Bay is the one in Outlet Bay. Okay. But you can't even find the bones of that one now because it's so much in the silt. Okay. I mean, 25 years ago, you could go right to it. You can't even find it. But just goofing around, I found two more boats that we didn't scan the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean, one just sitting right on the certain, on in the bottom, 12 foot of water, mm. just sitting on hard pack. The other one is submerged except for the right-hand side, and just a little bit of the lip is all the way around. Cause I, I came across it, you know, went to the aft and looked for the motor first, made my way back to the bow, looked for the anchor chain, <laughs> <laughs> and then tried to put my prod down to hit the bottom, and I was like three feet before I could hit the bottom of the boat.
2: Wow, that's a big one.
1: And it looked like it had spaces for two oar locks per side, which means it's it's longer than a normal boat. Hmm, huh. And then, of course, I checked in the middle because sometimes, remember how they used to put the garbage in yep, the old boat? Yeah, that's what I was
2: going to say, to put check the, the garbage. Ice.
1: Right, and I, there was none, no garbage in it. It was still fun looking for it.
2: Yeah, it might be interesting to flip over and see what kind of shape the hull's in.
1: Well, there's a standing offer now I've got for any aluminum, all the old metal ones. Yeah. If I bring them up, they'll sell them. Wolf wants them because people have been buying those for, um, they don't have to be seaworthy, for flower planters.
2: Flower beds?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure it'd be worth the effort. You'd have to have a truck to take it with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, for that museum exhibit that they're doing there, I mean, would they want one of those boats up just for that?
1: For the museum, probably not. Oh. <laughs> not unless it was something really old, and I haven't found any dugout canoes yet, but
0: uh,
1: <laughs> well, you, you, know, you know, they have found uh, Indian artifacts there that have dated back to 6,000 years, and in fact, they were found on the Pawpaw River leading into Outland Bay, and that was in 1950. Hmm. Yeah, so my next project is I'm going through Outland Bay, going out into the Pawpaw River and working my way up a little bit. And that's just Pawpaw.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of excellent diving there. So we'll go from that to uh, Jim Kleeman, myself, uh, Bob Sweeney, and uh, Kirk. We went up to Grand Haven and we went on a dive of the Iron Side. So Oh, uh, we did that on, I can't remember if that was, uh, was that Blossom? May 26th. I, May 26th. It just seems like it was farther away than that. But we went up. This is the uh, third time I've uh, dove on the hard side. It's been an annual dive trip at least once a year. It's, it's one of the deeper dives uh, that I do. It's at, That one's at, uh, I've got it recorded normally as 120 feet, but this year it was about 116 to the bottom. Uh, you know, of course, there's always that challenge of who gets deeper, and I think Kurt burrowed his, dive computer <laughs> underneath the pro- propeller <laughs> to get the, the deepest spot, which I think he had about 118. Um, water temperature at the surface was, uh, let's see. What 61. Was it? 61. And yep. then at depth, it was about 41.
1: Yep.
0: And and you could feel it. You could feel that there was a good uh, thermocline had formed. Uh, we did the, the first dive. We went out. It was a little choppy. Uh, you know, it was supposed to be two feet or less, and I would say it was two, two and a half feet. Um uh, we all went down. Uh, Jim was getting a little green in the gills, a little seasick. Uh, so he, he had a little bit of a rough time and, uh, but we, we went down, uh, did the dive. Uh, one thing I have to say in the wreck: only have diving at three times in the last three years is every time I dive, it's in worse condition than it was the year before. So it is not aging gracefully. If you've wanted to get onto the iron side's and see it. I mean, it still has those arches. If you if you go and look at uh, photos of the the Ironsides, uh, MSRA has some nice drawings of it. It has a big arch like ships from that time. It went down in the late 1800s. Uh, it's a double boiler. Uh, those arches are starting to well, not starting. They are collapsing in, and the, there's not as m- there's very little deck left above uh, the sand bottom.
1: Yeah, it's not a pristine wreck anymore.
0: No. No, it's, uh, it's, and, and like I said, just the, the, the three years I've seen it, it's, it's, it's going quick. Uh, but we got down there, the visibility was, I thought was great. Um, I think, I think we could have a discussion of it was between 40 and 60 feet, depending on how you measured it and how much we touched the bottom. Uh, but it was, uh, it was, it was a good dive, uh, you know. It's nice to get deep like that and they, you know make reinforce your confidence and, and your diving skills get some practice in uh, and it's right there on the edge of narking for me I can I can tell that I'm I'm getting a little bit narked at that depth so it's good to kind of get that feeling and understand what's about and seeing how you how you perform uh, there are some swim through opportunities Kurt went in through the boilers and it looked like the boilers had been fired up again uh, just in swimming through <laughs> and kilt the uh, uh, he stirred up the silt on the side, so the chimney came to life. I'm thinking, what the heck is going on there? And then uh, he comes out through the top of the boiler, out the stack. Uh, so it did the front part of the wreck, uh, went up from that dive. We did about a one-hour surface interval, and uh, Jim didn't feel like going down. Bob, who dives a rebreather, had already had quite a bit of time down there, and he didn't want to do a second dive. So Kirk and I went and did a second dive. And what I noticed that time, which I thought was a little interesting – is I could tell my hearing changed when I went uh, below about 115 feet, my hearing changed quite noticeably. So I don't know if I was just had water in the ear or if it was part of the the narking. So, but an excellent dive, uh, a great wreck to be on. Um, and then we came in. It, 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 the lake kind of calmed down. I think with the, uh, it, it it's nice when it when it gets up and it's calmer than when you went down. So it was less than one foot there towards the end. So an excellent dive.
2: Well, a Mac and I got out. What's that? Mac and I got out on uh, the Havana. Oh, excellent. So, how was Havana? A lot more there than what I had expected to see. It uh, definitely the sand has shifted, and, and a lot more of the wreck is visible this year than it has been in past years.
0: Now, now, how is the 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 decking that has had muscles on it? Are you noticing that there's less muscles on it this year? Yes, most definitely. So it seems like we've got a trend going, because I even noticed that in the iron sides. Now, I don't remember. I mean, that wreck is muscled, but there's a lot of spots where it's not. So the stuff that's way up in the water column is muscled. The stuff that's closer to the bottom seems to not be getting as many mussels.
2: Yeah, I don't think there's we're seeing as much as there we have in the past. I know the... The anchor lines or the up lines, buoy lines, were loaded with mussels. And that must have been zebra mussels because they were on there a good three, four inches thick and had to break all those off, clean them up. But on the bottom, there was not a whole lot.
0: So, And I understand that uh, you got the buoy up on the Havana. Buoy is up on the Havana. Yeah. When, when we did the Ironsides, when we, when we got to the site, there was no buoy, but there were two boats that were just kind of trolling. And Bob, who's got excellent GPS, he just got in the middle of the boats, dropped his anchor. <laughs> and then uh, they asked, hey, can we use your anchor line? They were they were there uh, trying to raise the buoy on the iron sides. Uh, they, for whatever reason, they weren't able to do it. We could see the buoy down there in the bottom. So I don't know if they didn't bring enough air or they needed to do something or whatever. But uh, they uh, two weeks ago, they didn't have the buoy up. But I think they, they were planning on having it up. Uh, by this weekend. Do
2: you know who was putting that up?
0: I don't. I uh, will have to ask Bob if he if he knows what their names were. But uh, they were talking to him because uh, we had two boats. Actually, uh, I pulled Jim's boat up, and he took that out, and then Bob had his boat. So, uh, did you have a boat name or anything? I didn't see a boat name that they had, but there were there were two boats. Um, so I I I don't know who they were, but uh, I don't know if I don't even know if I they were guys wearing scuba gear. And it was kind of okay. black looking scuba gear. It should be easy so it's
1: to hard to tell who they are. They had those masks on. You can never tell those strangers with masks on.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know I don't know if I trust people with masks. So you got to Havana. Any any other dives out in the big lake yet?
2: Uh, no, but on the Havana twice this year. once uh, to inspect and once to do the buoy. And then we had some engine prob. well, had some transmission problems. And uh, now we're ready to go and looking forward to getting wet uh, tomorrow afternoon.
0: Tomorrow afternoon. So what's on the docket for tomorrow?
2: We're gonna try to get out the Max Rec tomorrow afternoon. Uh,
0: yeah. So so Dave in the like... chat room has been chat has been chanting Max Rec for like the last three episodes. So we're finally gonna get out there to see what it's gonna look like and that'll be tomorrow
2: yeah we hope so anyway it's been you know interesting. seems like every time we had scheduled either the wind would blow up or we had some problems with the engine or the boat but uh, looks like tomorrow is supposed to be a good day good forecast, so we think we're just going to give it a shot
0: i'm I'm looking forward to it i've got a project meeting I have to do right before we're going to go out and do that dive so if i i'm just I'm I'm thinking, actually, I'm going to edit this podcast tonight, uh, try and get to bed, and I might get up at, like, 4 in the morning or something just to uh, get in and get a head start to the day. So the only problem with that is I need a nap.
2: No, you can nap on the boat on the way out instead of doing the uh, show notes.
0: (laughs) We did have some other people
1: get on the Havana. We had uh, Larry and Ken got out there. Excellent. Uh, Jim Kieman and his boy got out there on the 28th.
0: Yes. Yeah, they were going to go out.
1: And uh, I did get a chance to hit over Lake 16 last week, and
0: uh, oh, yeah, I, I never
1: realized how many muscle shells you have in that place that, and how soft muck that is at bottom.
0: Oh, yeah. Now, what what prompted you to go out there? I am not I haven't known you for much of a Lake 16 fan.
1: Well, I went out to pick up my one of my metal detectors over in Martin, over at Plainwell, and I wanted to get some pictures because nobody ever gave me a darn picture, so I <laughs> went to take it myself, and I said, well, if I'm going to be there, I might as well dive.
0: Yeah, the, the chat rooms are requesting video. So, uh, uh, Jim, you're going to bring your video camera? I
2: intend to. I mounted it to a uh, helmet last night, so I'm going to try that out and see how that works.
0: Is Protect that like a hockey head. mask or?
2: Uh, well, it's it's supposedly a water water safety helmet. Oh, okay. I'm supposed to use it when I do my rescue diving and stuff. So I went ahead and mounted the camera to it.
1: Talking about videos, you know that. Um... Sweeney has a YouTube site that has ice dives and rec dives on it now.
0: No. I, about,
1: he's had it for about a week.
0: Oh, so he's, okay, so it's only a week. You were telling me before the show you had it, and I'm thinking he's been holding out. He's probably been mad because uh, Jim Kleeman hasn't uh, posted all those videos he sent.
1: Right, so he's got that.
0: <coughs> Throw he's also under the looking bus. for
1: people who want to go out on the Verano and the clay, the clay banks on Saturday.
0: <coughs> well, I'm thinking about doing that on Saturday.
1: Depending what the uh, max depth looks like on Friday, because I I might even join you on Verano and the Verano playbacks. It's been a long time for me.
0: Okay, yeah, the, the the Verano, we we did that one last year, and it's I, I think it was the first time I had done that dive. And there's a engine and some parts. <laughs> Well, but, Bob was uh,
1: saying that if you guys actually get on it, because Bob's really good with the numbers, Jensen mm-hmm. would like him to put a buoy on it. I mean, a plastic jug, anything. Yeah. Oh, really? Because they went out last week, and they couldn't find it. It's like, well, you turn right? Well, they must have turned left. and never saw it.
0: You know, there's you got to give Bob credit. He is like a genius when it comes to getting on the wrecks. Like on the yeah. iron sides, the wreck was on the deck. I mean, the anchor was on the deck. That's what he's doing. He's dropping that anchor and it hits on the deck. He's got numbers for it. He And part of the trick for this is, you know, the first time he got in the wreck, he probably didn't hit it straight on, but once he does, he knows how to to record those coordinates so you can get back to him. I think yep. a lot of people make the mistake that they wait till they're at anchor, and then they get their numbers, and that number is you're drifting with the wind from the wreck.
1: And you have to scope of the line away from them.
0: Exactly. So he's got the number that... You know when when we're in his boat and he's saying drop the anchor, you let it go and it goes straight to the bottom. And every wreck. Well, lo-
1: last time we were on the Havana, we had put a buoy out where we're checking. Yep. Found the buoy on the sweep. Put the buoy right there by the down line. So when you go over it and pick up the buoy, shoot your numbers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the, a few weeks ago, which we did talk about in the podcast, I went out with uh, them and we did the uh, Rockaway. And yeah. uh, same thing with Bob. I mean, he just. Nailed it right there on the, on the wreck. In fact, we, I
2: believe that's. I was gonna say, I believe that has a buoy on
0: it now. It okay, good. Because I was gonna say, it didn't that time we didn't float it up? But what we need to do is we need to take a spare forty or something so we can blow up the buoys. They seem to be on the bottom this year for some reason. We uh, need
1: to get up there and do the Henry Court, the whaleback.
0: Yeah, I thought about that when I was up there. That it would have been nice to go and do the Henry Court. I've never done that one. Well, in well, about what.
2: thirty years. Where, where's that? <laughs> Where is the court?
0: Uh, Grand, Haven. Uh, Grand, Grand Haven. Haven. Yeah, that's uh, supposed to be near the pier. Didn't it hit the pier and sink, Mac?
1: Yeah, it came off a little bit, yes.
0: Yeah. So, so it's all well, it's the,
1: off the pier a little bit.
0: The, forecast,
1: the for all weekend, nice.
2: forecast for all weekend is wind out of the southwest, 10 to 20, uh, but waves one foot or less, or maybe one to two in some offshore areas. Mm-hmm. So instead of tying the boat up Friday night, maybe we'll put it back on the trailer and run it up to South Haven on Saturday and... Uh, Take it up to Grand Haven on Sunday.
0: Hey, okay, there you go.
2: All I need is somebody to get in the back of it with me and help me launch it.
0: <laughs> have I,
2: boat, will travel.
0: Have boat, will travel. There you go. So, so uh, you know, and one thing to talk about is if you're listening to this show, you need to be getting out and doing some diving. This this is the perfect time. I, I'm afraid we might be using up all our dive weather right now at the beginning of the season. It has been sunny out. It has been warm. And the waves, I mean, other than, what well, last weekend, and then uh, we got blown off uh, where the lake turned over. But, I mean, from the photos you took by the air, Mac, it looks like it's nice and clear.
1: Oh, it was absolutely gorgeous today. Yeah. By, the, by the way, the Henry Court uh, wrecked November thirtieth, 1934 in Muskegon. It was a 320-foot whaleback. She's north of the breakwater and 30 feet of water. Plenty of time on the
0: wreck. Yeah. And if you haven't seen a whaleback, I've never seen one diving, but I've seen photos of them. They are a unique looking, it almost looks like a submarine that runs on the surface. Yep. So unique. And I believe that's unique to the Great Lakes, isn't it? Were there whalebacks in the ocean? I really don't know.
2: I'm not sure. I know the whalebacks were Great Lake designs. Yeah. So
0: Excellent, excellent, excellent. So plenty of diving the last two weeks. we got some diving coming up, so make sure you tune in next week and... We'll be talking about Max Rec. Hopefully watch the websites. We'll have some some links out there. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash You can visit the Scoob Obsessed website, scoobobsessed.com. Also follow us on Twitter at Scoob And we have a Google Plus page, which I'm trying to remember to do more on that. I still haven't quite figured out Google Plus. We have our Scoop It feed, which you can get a link to from our website. And we also have Rich Sinnewick in the house, so uh, make sure you give him some love and visit his podcast at uh, Diver's Sink. So you guys have anything you want to pitch before we go?
2: Southwest Michigan Underwater Preserve is holding an open meeting on the 16th, that's a Saturday morning at 10 a.m., and it will be held at the Michigan Maritime Museum in South Haven. If there's any divers in the area who would like to attend, you're more than welcome.
0: And I think you sent uh, an invite out for that, didn't you, to some, some of us?
2: Yes. Yeah, we, I think they put it on Facebook on the uh, DiveSWMUP.com.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can find a link to it. I'd paste it in the show notes for people to get to it. Now, that's not this Saturday. That's the following Saturday, and that's at uh, 10 a.m.? Right, following Saturday, the 16th at 10 a.m. 10 Mm.
2: a.m. Father's Day weekend. Father's Day weekend. That's also the classic boat show and something else going on in South Haven at the Maritime Museum that weekend. So we will be meeting actually in the Lighthouse Keepers residence, which is not on the museum campus, but the other side of the river. It's also their research library. But uh, you'll be able to go over to the museum and take advantage of everything that's going on there for the day if you're interested
0: Excellent. So I just, uh, also for those who want to follow it, I threw a link to that in the chat room and I'll try and get it in the show notes as well. Thank for you. the Southwestern Michigan Underwater Preserve member meetup. Now, I, I looked at the membership dues and I didn't think they were all that bad. Was it $10 for an individual membership, 20 for couples and 30 for family? Yes. So even if you aren't in the area, I, I'm sure you'd be, uh, the preserve wouldn't mind taking your membership.
2: Now we'd love to have the donations and
0: get you on the membership. Now, is there anything they get? Does that get, that get them added to the mailing list or
2: get you on the mailing list? Get your membership card. The membership card has discounts at a number of local dive shops and uh, charter companies in the area.
0: Yeah, I, I noticed that the web their website, the Preserve website, had two uh, dive charters. So if you've been listening to us talk about the wrecks we're diving on and you want to go out with a dive charter. Those are the uh, those are two of the better ones in the area that, that will take you out there. And, and if you call us up, we'll, we might even give you the num- the GPS numbers to just double check. Uh, most of them should be able to find the wrecks, but there's a chance they might not have them if there's something you want to dive on. Okay, Mac, do you have anything you wanted to pitch before we get to that time of the show?
1: No, I'm just recovering today with my no diving day, so I'm anxious to get back in the water more.
0: Yeah, now, is it – your gear is not going to dry, is it?
1: Well, that's why I have three wet suits now. <laughs> <laughs> I got my summer wet. My leaky one for the inland lakes, and I got my, my heavy-duty stuff for the big lake.
0: Yeah. yeah it is, it's still a little chilly when you get down to the bottom, but, uh, yeah, that's great. So looking forward to getting some exercise on that. I just can't wait to see your wreck.
1: I'm hoping... The sand has gone away, and there's all sorts of good
0: stuff to look at. Oh, that's, that's almost, all I'm hoping. There you go. Okay. Watch so, for the
2: video next week. We'll have to make sure we got a video link in the uh,
0: chat room next week. Yeah, we'll have to get something up. I've got. We, we've got. Well, I'm sure we'll, we'll have. We'll have something. We'll get. We'll get something out there. Okay. Now, since we missed two weeks, should we do two jokes this week?
2: I don't know if we can handle two jokes.
1: I was gonna say let's try one because my stomach is only so strong.
0: Okay, so we'll we'll, we'll start with the uh, the first one, and if, if we don't have any blackouts or anything going on, then maybe we'll try a second. So here we go. Bob the scuba diver says to his friend Lester, "You know, I reckon I'm about ready to go for another dive vacation. Only this year I'm going to do it a little differently than the last few years. I took your advice as to where where to go two years ago. You said go to Hawaii. I went to Hawaii." And Marie got pregnant. Then last year, you told me to go to Bahamas. I went to the Bahamas, and Marie got pregnant again. Lester says, so what are you going to do differently this time? Bob says, this year, I'm taking Marie with me. Oh, God.
2: (laughs) Uh, I don't know if Bob's from Ohio, but I'll bet Marie is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like if that guy's IQ were three points higher, he'd classify it as a rock.
2: (laughs) Okay, I think we could take another one. That was a good joke, so, you know, it, it doesn't really count.
0: It doesn't count. That was a give me. Okay, so here we go. Let me, i got to center this one so I can, I can actually read it. A scuba diver is going on a dive trip to Florida after a long week of business travel. His wife was going to meet him there, but he got there a day early. He tried to remember her email address, but he sent it to his pastor's wife by mistake, and the pastor had died just the day before. The email said, got here safely, waiting for your arrival tomorrow. It sure is hot down here. It's-
2: that's a good one to end the show on
0: (laughs) Uh, okay so until next week go out there and get wet and stay safe and remember the
2: spider crabs are not harmed by any divers in making up the night (laughs) show
0: Recording has been completed. I'm
2: looking at it as just a way to
0: mount Yeah, it beats starting from scratch to have that. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: I need a fill whip that's ninety feet long.
0: Sounds like a personal problem. Nice
1: Why'd you sell? You're gonna need that. Why are you selling that?